0: Hey there folks and welcome to another episode of Eddie and his amazing friends hero cast just solo tonight and I don't know might be a bit of a quicker episode well maybe not I don't know I'm just getting started late there was it's just it's a day you know it's been a day <laughs> oh man but we are here for Venom let there be carnage Uh. I guess I'll start he- uh, history with this movie Oh, wait, what am I doing? I'm jumping way, way ahead uh, Twitter, EC underscore hero Or Eddie C85, that's eddyc D Y C85. Or Instagram, EC cast Also Eddie C85, it's Eddie with a Y There Now history with the movie <laughs> um, Yeah, I saw it in theaters And yeah, that was that I mean, this was my second time seeing it. I, I probably... Eh, I don't know. I probably liked it more the first time watching it than I do the second time. I think I was just like, you know, it's cool that we finally got Carnage on the big screen. And also, I don't know, maybe it's still like... Maybe... You know, I just went so long without, like, movies with COVID and everything that, like, maybe that uh, seeing one in theaters was, like, a big deal. Like, oh, wow, this is... Everything I see is great, you know, type of thing. So, I don't know, maybe that was it. But fresh eyes, I can look back and be like, well, this movie had some problems. had some problems. Um, Yeah, which we'll get into. So... Champions in wrestling got some turnover. I like that. I like the turnover. Uh, WWE Champion Big E. Man, sad what happened. Uh, Universal Champion. He's still alive if you don't watch wrestling. I know that made it sound very grim. Uh, Universal Champion Roman Reigns, of course. NXT Champion. This is NXT 2.0 now. Uh oh. Tommaso Ciampa. Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch, NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez, AEW Champion Kenny Omega, AEW Women's Champion Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and the IWGP Heavyweight Champion Shingo Takagi. Number one song, No Turnover Here, still a stay by Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Uh, This movie came out, by the way, I should have mentioned that first, uh, October 1st. October 1st, 2021. I'll tell you what I was doing. I remember it well. I went to the Italian Festival. Of course, it skipped 2020. And it felt like I had... I honestly would have rather skipped. And look, I love the Italian Festival in Columbus. I go every year. It's great. Food's great. Music, people. It's all great. But 2021... Man, oh man, it was not great. So, I have a confession to make. I have been diagnosed with uh, Meniere's disease. Now, it's not fatal, don't worry. It's just very annoying. So, there's a lot of symptoms to it. Luckily, I don't have some of the worst kinds. But... Some of the symptoms is tinnitus, which I do have in my left ear. It's annoying, but you live with it. Uh, Hearing deterioration, which I do have, unfortunately. That also sucks. Um, Lightheadedness and bouts of dizziness. Now, I've been known to get lightheaded from time to time. The dizziness, knock on wood, uh, has not happened, and I'll never forget... Since Christmas of 2022, I have not had a dizzy spell, so we're hoping that streak continues uh, for the rest of my life. I don't recommend it. I mean, getting vertigo or the room is spinning and then you have to lay down for like an hour, it's awful. But I'll I'll tell you, um, if you're interested, or I don't know why you would be, but uh, Dana White, the UFC president, has it, and... I mean, the way he talks, he has it way worse. Now, he, he had a temporary cure. There was, like, some crazy blood transfusion surgery he got, um, which I guess stopped it for a little while, but then it's back. But he would talk about, like, how he'd be out of commission for a days at a time. It's like, man, my dizziness will last, like, an hour or two. I think the worst was, like, four hours. And uh, you just you lay and fall asleep <laughs> because... uh You can't stay awake. I mean, you get sick. So, kind of see where this is going with the Italian Fest, right? Uh, But yeah, so, um, you know, I got all that. Um, The lightheadedness is not bad. Sometimes it can get bad. But usually it's just very kind of annoying. But there's been a couple times when the lightheadedness gets, gets really bad. And one of those such times was the Italian Fest. And I just, I was eating... And all of a sudden, I just was sweating, and the it wasn't that the room was spinning. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't think they have these toys anymore, but they were like these you know those little eyeball toys that they're like it's a it's a it's like an eyeball. It's like the size of a I don't know. It's like half the size of a pool ball maybe, but it's like a little eyeball, and it's inside of a plastic case. And then there's liquid inside, and you shake it, and the eyeball moves all the way around, but then it just eventually always goes back to the starting, you know, the top. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, I don't know what those are called, but the googly-eye toys or whatever. Um, But that's kind of what it feels like. That's kind of what your eye feels like when you turn your head, when you have, like, this lightheadedness, where it's like your eyes, you know, aren't catching up with your head, if that makes sense. So... Uh, but yeah, I had that at the Italian Fest, and, um, oh, boy, did I, I, it's the only time that the lightheadedness has made me sick. The dizziness has made me sick before, because, I mean, it makes any, anytime you're dizzy, it makes you sick. That's the, that's the, that's the gimmick with dizziness. But, yeah, the lightheadedness, I had never been sick from it before. That was the first and only time, um. Although it almost happened a few months later, but uh, it it was uh, it was fine. It just it was it was it was like a rough half hour, I guess is the best way to describe it. But yeah, I'll never forget that Italian fest. That was rough. Twenty twenty two, I went, no issues. Twenty three, I went, no issues. But yeah, those two years, man, it was missing from COVID, and then the next year was sick. I was like, man. Luckily, they had a medical tent, so I went there, and they checked all the vitals, and they like, you're okay, and I think that's when I started to take it more seriously and went to the doctor and everything like that, so, yeah, crazy, crazy, but yeah, I don't, yeah, some of the symptoms, there's some symptoms that are really bad, like drop, sy- drop syndrome, like where you just, it's like you're a puppet, and then someone just cuts your strings, Like, you just lose consciousness for, like, a moment. And people have, like, banged their heads on stuff, fallen down. I don't have that. I don't want that. But, yeah, hope. Haven't been dizzy in a while. You get lightheaded every now and then, but that's whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, 2021 was a bad year for the Meneers for me. 22 was, eh. 23 was non-existent, pretty much, so... Just hope that continues. You know what can I say? Let's hope that continues. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about uh, Venom and Let There Be Carnage. Budget: hundred and ten million. Box office: five hundred six point nine million. So not bad, not bad. Uh, That ranks forty two on our list. Forty two. So that's uh, right below Iron Man two and right above Ant Man. So, by the way, Ant-Man 3, not that we're going to talk about that now, but, like, Quantumania got nominated for a Razzie for worst movie. I mean, look, I know it wasn't the greatest, but, like, my God, if you think Ant-Man was one of the five worst movies last year... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you, but there were so many more. But, sure, Ant-Man. Anyway, um... Yeah, like, oh, I didn't even read off the number. The profit, uh, 30, sorry, 396.9 million. Inflation, 446.3 million. So, yeah, that is, nope. Oh, yeah, okay, I thought I was reading the wrong one. Nope, I was reading the right one. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's Venom. You know, the, uh, Venom seems to be keeping the Sony-verse alive. And there's, you know, there's gonna be another Venom coming out this year. Although pretty big drop though, because Venom one seven hundred fifty six point one million, Venom two three hundred ninety six million. So I think a lot of people saw the second one and was like, or saw the first one and was like, no thanks to the second one. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, you could always say COVID because two thousand twenty one. It's still iffy, but you know, it's like really cuz we're 2 months away from like a billion dollar movie. So is it really covid? Are we really using that in the in the fall of 2021? I don't know. Maybe, but I don't know. I but yeah, either way, it it's still an impressive box though. 3 389. That's that's not bad, but you know, it's it's like like I said, it's it's keeping Sony afloat because Morbius we'll get into in a few weeks and early project projections. Predictions, projections, whatever for Madame Webb is, is not great. And by the way, I said it needed like a Godzilla minus one type budget of 15 million. And uh, boy, it's apparently has an80 million dollar budget. I don't like its chances. I said it a year ago. I said this movie will lose money. I don't need hindsight to know that. So, here we are. <laughs> it comes out less than a month. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll see it, because it's, it's probably going to be a car wreck. And besides, I'm going to have to watch it for the podcast anyway, so I might as well watch it twice, you know? Why not? Um, anyway, critic, this, this was actually very surprising. Critics... For Venom, the first Venom on Rotten Tomatoes, it was 30%. Venom 2, critics give it 57%. That's strange. That, like, That's a pretty big jump. That's almost 30%. More people liked it. i like, why? <laughs> uh, fans were uh, kind of the same. Uh, 80% for Venom 1, 84% for Venom 2. So fans liked it a little bit more. Kind of surprised. Eighty four still seems high. I don't know. Anyway, let's jump into the cast. I mean, do we really? I feel like there's two people we got to talk about. I mean, Naomi Harris is uh, Francis Barrison, aka Shriek. Um, I don't know. I I didn't think she was great, honestly. Like I didn't. I don't know. I didn't really buy them as a couple. Her and Woody Harrelson. I just... I don't know. I just, uh... I didn't. But... Anyway. Uh, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. Venom. Yeah, I mean... It's it's the same as the first movie. You know, he he does a good job with it. Um... You know, they do the whole odd couple thing. That's the route they've decided to go with Venom. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's a choice. You can really go a serious route, or you can go the comedy route. And they've opted to go the comedy route. So, alright. And then, of course, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy Carnage. Okay, a lot to say here. First off, great casting choice. Great casting choice. Woody Harrelson, I mean, I get it. He kind of even looks like Cletus Cassidy for starters. Uh, Number two, we've seen him play a serial killer before, Natural Born Killers. And this was kind of going to go into my critique. This movie should have been rated R. Or at least, if nothing else push the PG thirteen boundaries a little more. All we really got was an F bomb. And it's like, all right, but Carnage it's like his name is Carnage. Okay? Unlike Venom, Carnage you know, his symbiote, he he, he does um, he's kinda like T one thousand, right? His arms will turn into blades and knives and everything. And he'll have blades and knives coming out of them. And he doesn't really kill anyone all that graphically. Like the most graphic death. It's like he's really just like throwing people into things. Or like stabbing them off screen. You can't see it. Or he sticks his tongue down some guy's throat really deep till it kills him. Which I guess it's like that was something. But Man, it's like... I don't know. I've seen PG-13 movies do like slashing and killing people that way. Or just zoom out and show them chopping a guy's head off or something. I don't know. I just didn't feel like Carnage. Carnage... Look. Carnage is one of the strongest and... He's definitely popular, but he's also one of the strongest and evil villains in Marvel. And he just felt like a guy in this movie. And it sucks because, like, they actually had the perfect casting. But it's like... You know, they... they He just felt like Apocalypse in X-Men... You know, X-Men Apocalypse. Right? It's like... Eh, just a villain. Not really gonna remember him. You know, it's like a popular villain, but he's... It's just kind of a throwaway. You know? Or like... um it's another good example. Um, maybe the fir- maybe Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie, which I liked, that movie, but it's like Sabretooth has such a big backstory and he was just a henchman in that one. You know what I mean? It's like they just didn't treat Carnage like he was this big deal. And it's like Venom and Carnage on the big screen. This should be something that we should been dying to see. Instead, it's like... Meh. Whatever. They just kind of had a fight and carnage was here and then they killed him and then we're on to the next movie. And it's like, that's just not how it should be. You know, like I'm, I'm sorry. Carnage should be a big freaking deal. And they have the, they have the actor for it. But at the end of the day, it's just like he, he was just, he was just there, you know, he wasn't, he didn't feel special. It was, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's like that's one of your top villains, and he was just, he was just a guy. He's just a villain. And by the way, the Carnage symbiote had no personality at all. It's like all his personality was is that he didn't like, uh, Francis because she screamed. But, like, he didn't feel any different. Whereas Venom, Venom and Eddie feel different. Like, if you, if you don't know, look, this, I'm, I'm kind of fired up about this because, look, Spider-Man's always been, like, my favorite. I I don't shy away from that. Like, I love X-Men, Batman, Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those were my big five growing up as as a kid. But Spider-Man would have been my number one. Would have been my number one. And I know a a decent amount about Venom and Carnage. And like, Carnage is stronger than Venom. And, but Venom's bond with Eddie Brock is stronger. So that's why Venom is always able to kind of beat Carnage. However, Carnage, the, the symbiote, Cletus Cassidy, is a serial killer. So that makes, whereas Eddie Brock's just a journalist. So, but the serial killer aspect makes Carnage even more dangerous, right? So there's a lot to play with, with with the dynamic between Venom and Carnage where it's like Venom... I mean, like, Carnage should win the fight but ultimately Eddie Brock does but it should be really close and a really epic fight and we just didn't get that. So... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... Like I said, it just sucks because uh, I've seen Woody Harrelson... You know, he's Natural Born Killers. He was great in that. I would have loved... Actually, you know what? I think a Carnage movie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of this. I mean, freaking Sony loves villain origin stories so much. Why didn't you just do a Carnage movie? And then in Venom 3, Venom and Carnage could meet up. Or, or Venom... Sorry, Venom 2, Venom and Carnage could meet up. But this movie... Could have been just called Carnage. I mean, you love all these origin stories. You freaking had El Muerto planned. Remember? That was supposed to come out this month. <laughs> Remember El Muerto with Bad Bunny? That was supposed to come out this month. And then it just like never got off the ground. But it was for all of last year. I kept El Muerto, January of 2024. Never happened. But it's like, you were going to make an El Muerto movie... Like, at least Carnage, you could argue, like, okay, he's a big enough villain where he might deserve his own movie. God. I can't believe I thought this was going to be a quick episode. I'm so fired up. (laughs) But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And then as far as the R rating, look, I mentioned it should be an uprated R. You could argue that that would hurt the box office, which it might. However, I mentioned the big box office drop, so you might also argue people could look at the R rating and say, well, you know, the first Venom movie I didn't care for. However, this one's rated R. Maybe there's something to that. You know, maybe they're going to push the boundaries a little bit. I mean, look, Would you, think about this. Would you have been all that interested in Joker if it was rated PG-13? Like, if you watched the trailer for Joker, right, the first time you ever saw the trailer, at the end it's just like rated PG-13, you'd been like, what? That's how I feel about this. Should have been rated R. Give me some violence. (sighs) Anyway, I think I've said my piece. Let's dive in. We open at St. Estes Reform School in 96. A woman named Frances is being dragged away from from a cell. Uh, By the way, I watched this on Blu-ray, so I do have some deleted scenes, but there's really not much there. Uh so they're being taken away from her uh, boyfriend, Cletus. She escaped from pr- the prison van because she's a mutant and they took no precautions for some reason. So she has a super high-pitched scream. Uh, she attacks the officer, Mulligan. Uh, he shoots her in the eye. Which, by the way, he, he comes deaf in his ear, so he's like wearing a hearing aid later in the movie. It's ironic, right? This was like the Meniere's disease Where I have the tinnitus in my left ear And that's the bad ear for me Interesting What a coincidence So fast forward to the present day She's in Ravencroft prison And also uh, She learns her old boyfriend Cletus Cassidy Is on death row Because he's a serial killer California's reinstituting the death penalty for this guy Like okay He must have killed a lot of people yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, the death penalty is uh, it, it's tricky. Because it's like, I don't know. But then like, I watch shows where they interview people on death row, right? Like Netflix has one. You're like, man, this person really is truly awful. <laughs> you know, it's like there's all the, all, all the big, highly publicized people that are like, they're on death row, can you believe this? And they shouldn't be... But then, like, the most people on Death Row are, like, really the worst people ever. So, I don't know. Let's not get into that. So, Eddie goes to interview Cletus at the uh, San Quentin prison. Cletus tells him, Print this message, and I'll give you my life story. The message is, That distant cathedral is all I see. Fractured angel, the other part of me. So, cut to Francis, who we kind of see—that's who the message is for, kind of implied. As Eddie's leaving, Venom catches a glimpse of a drawing in his cell, and at home, Venom copies the drawing with figures, and he figures out where all the victims' bodies are buried. It's a very funny scene, I guess, but yeah. So later on, uh, Anne tells Eddie that she's engaged to Dan, Doctor Dan Lewis. Eddie is not happy about this. But, anyway, Cletus writes Eddie a postcard inviting him to his execution. He also crushed a spider on the postcard. Oh, Easter egg, right? Yeah. It just stop teasing Spider-Man. Because, apparently, he's not even in uh, Madam Web. So, it's like, when, when are we getting him? If ever. I guess, technically, we get him in this movie. But, you know. You know what I mean. So, um, we get a brief origin story for Mr. Cletus Cassidy, this is why I would have liked a origin story for Carnage. I mean, you, you know, why not, right? Why not? Well I mean, you know, like I said, you some of the stories that were rumored. Who else? There was like, um, I mean, they're doing a craven. Like Carnage is way more popular than Craven. Who else are they doing one for? Or they they talked about a. I don't know. It's just the El Muerto one I can't get over. Like, they, that was going to be a movie. Like, that was... There was plans. They had it cast. And El Muerto... I've never even heard of El Muerto. And I love Spider-Man. I've never heard of this dude. The only wrestler I know that he fought was the wrestler when he became Spider-Man. Randy Savage. But, whatever. So, Cletus writes Eddie. Oh, yeah. Or he's, he's, origin story time. Uh... So, he killed his family as a young boy. He was sent to a home. He was bullied until he met Francis. So, there it is. That's pretty much all they say. Like, again, there's so much you could have done with this character. It could have been so cool. This could have been your Joker. You know? Instead, you're just like, nah. Mindless action movie. Shame. So, Eddie goes to visit Cletus. To get the life story, doesn't go well though. Eddie attacks him. Cletus bites him, and he's like, "You know, this is this. I've tasted blood, and this isn't it. What's what's your secret, Brock?" So, back at Eddie's apartment, Eddie and Venom get into a fight, and Venom leaves him and goes to a new host. Meanwhile, at Cletus's uh, execution, his body rejects the lethal injection. This was kind of a cool scene, but it could have been better with a little more violence. And he turns into Carnage. Carnage escapes the San Quentin prison. There's some cool stuff he does. But... Some spotty CGI. And also some of the cool stuff. I mean... There was... Again... There was some cool stuff. But like... Again... Where's the head chopping off? That's what I want to see. I don't need to see him throwing people into walls. I don't know. So... Back at home... The detective... Uh, he tells Eddie that Cletus's escape might be looking for you. Elsewhere, Cletus steals a car, and Carnage tells him, We kill what made me, and then we'll become unstoppable. And Cletus tells Carnage, But first, I need to find something. I lost, so they make a deal. So. Alright. Uh, Eddie deduces Cletus is headed to Ravencroft. He calls the detective to tell him he might be there. Uh, detective, turns out, is Mulligan, the man who shot Francis in the eye. So, Carnage breaks out, Francis. During the escape, Francis takes down a helicopter with her scream, which Carnage does not appreciate. The Mulligan then brings in Eddie for questioning, so Eddie calls in Anne. Anne goes to find Venom, who's attached to Mrs. Chen, the convenience store owner. Eddie apologizes, and Venom goes from Anne to him. Cletus Goes to Eddie's. He finds Mulligan there. Francis then kidnaps Anne. And we meet up at the uh, church for the Red Wedding with uh, Mulligan and Anne captured. So Venom shows up. We get a fight between Venom and Carnage. It's, It's not bad. Elsewhere, Francis fights the man who took her eye, Mulligan. Back in the church, after a mishap with the church bell, which of course they don't like, high-pitched noise, uh, we do get a cool visual of Carnage in front of the stained glass window. Uh, Also outside, uh, Francis appears to have killed Mulligan. Or did she? By the way, I should mention, uh, I beat Spider-Man 2 not too long ago. Great game. Great, great game. I won't spoil it, but... According to the rumors, I won't spoil the story. But according to the rumors, the down- the downloadable content coming up, at least this year, uh, and I believe I'm correct in saying this as the order it will be released is Chameleon, um, Carnage, and Spider Verse with the, uh, uh, you know, my. Mo- um, not Miles Morales, but um, Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. So it's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to it. I love it's a great game. I love it. So, but yeah, Carnage. I I I, I gotta say, I thought Carnage would they'd, they'd be saving him for Spider Man three, but apparently not. Or maybe he lives. I don't know. So yeah, we got the stained glass window scene. That was very cool. Uh, Carnage's about to kill. And when Francis tells him it's too... This was weird. He's about to kill Anne, and then Francis is like, it's too much. It's like, too much what? What are you even talking about? Was he just too powerful? Too reliant on the suit? I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, Carnage goes to kill her, and then Venom sees that they're not a good match as Venom and Eddie, but Carnage is still stronger and nearly kills Venom. Francis is knocked off the, the top of the church, but on her way down, she screams the whole way down. So you know what that does. And then uh, she dies, by the way, when she lands. Uh, the suit leaves Cletus after the scream and Venom eats it. Uh, Venom then eats Cletus. So that was the, the thing. I don't know. It, it, it was supposed to be an epic battle. There was some cool stuff, but it's like, man, I... It's Venom and Carnage, man. That should be epic. And it, I mean, it, look, it, it, you know, Batman vs Superman is also supposed to be epic. Was this Batman vs Superman levels of bad? Not even close. That was terrible. But this just this was just like I said. This was just, eh, that was okay. And you know what I mean? It's like I feel like a Venom and Carnage should be more than just okay. Anyway, uh, we do see Mulligan is alive and his eyes glow. Spoiler alert, he is Toxin. It's another Venom. So we've already moved on. That, see, that's and that's kind of annoying. It's like, okay, we, 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 we started with Riot, and that's fine. He was kind of a throwaway villain. But then we're going to do Carnage. And then, unfortunately, Carnage was just as big of a throwaway villain as Riot. And then Toxin, I guess he's coming out this year. I don't know. We'll see. So, Eddie and Venom decide to take a vacation, since they're wanted men, so they go to Mexico and roll credits. Mid credit scene. Eddie's in a hotel in Mexico, and Venom is explaining to him about the hive mind. So, that means every, if you don't know, every symbiote on this planet has the hive mind. So every symbiote knows the same thing. And they just their thoughts are transported to this giant hive and they all share it. And it kind of blows Eddie's mind. But just then, he's transported to a new hotel room. And on the TV is J. Jonah Jameson. And he is making the announcement that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And Venom licks the screen and says, That guy. Now remember... Technically, Spider Man 3 had Venom. If this is canon, then that Venom knows that, that, well, that Venom's dead because he blew up. But that Venom, um, he is, or sorry, our Venom, the movie, this Venom, is aware who Spider Man is because that Venom from Spider Man 3, you know. Was was alive at one point in another universe So Our Venom in this movie Eddie Brock uh, He knows that that was a, You know He knows that that Spider-Man He's like, whoa I didn't realize there was another You know, Spider-Man I know who that guy is But he done, doesn't look like You know, he doesn't look like Tobey Maguire But I certainly do know that there is a uh, You know And then my Eddie Brock Would look like Tover Grace But, you know, whatever Anyway, uh, deleted, uh, I, I will say this, I got very excited for this deleted scene. So, or not deleted scene, uh, end credit scene. The movie, not great, but this m- mid credit scene was awesome. I was very excited for that. And there there is a payoff, but shockingly with Marvel lately, the payoff will have to wait and wait and wait and wait, much like all their mid and post credit scenes lately. But I've touched on that. So, deleted scenes, nothing really much. It's funny just seeing the unfinished CGI. I kind of laugh at that. But it's also kind of, like, cool to see the unfinished CGI, to see all the work that goes into it. Like, to just get it at the unfinished stage, it's, like, still impressive looking. I mean, you couldn't put it on screen, because it also looks like garbage. But it's, like, impressive just to see the work that goes into these things. But uh, Venom kills some criminals, which was... You know, again, the unfinished CGI. Uh, after Ven- this was, I don't I have no clue why this was a deleted scene. The, after Venom leaves, Eddie, there's an extended scene of Eddie cleaning up his apartment. Like, why would they think that this needed to exist? Um, an extended scene of Cletus and Francis at the start of the movie. Eh, I didn't need that. This would have been okay to leave in the movie where Carnage is telling them about the perfect race uh, of people. It's like, you know, you're mutants. Which, by the way, this movie just introduced mutants into, like, the Sony-verse. So, like, we got, you know, I guess there's mutants now. (laughs) It's like they just introduced mutants and, like, didn't even make a big deal out of it. Like, yeah, you know, there's people that have mutant powers. Sure. Um, So yeah, he makes about the perfect race of symbiote people, which is kind of the plot of uh, Spider-Man 2, the game, funny enough. And there's an extended scene of Eddie and Venom on the beach where they're trying to convince him to say, I love you, which is kind of weird, but... Anyway, that was uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage. Uh, It's a 5 out of 10 for me. This... You know, like I said, it, it could have been an epic movie, but... There were some problems. I think I dove into the problems. It's you know should have been rated R. Um, probably could have done a Venom... Or a Carnage storyline. A Carnage movie or something. But they didn't. So we're just kind of stuck with this. And... Uh, yeah. I, I didn't... Uh, you know, for what we got... It was okay. But... This just should have been a much better movie... And they just didn't. To me, they didn't take advantage of the Carnage character. Oh, and another thing, they never even brought up. Remember in the first movie when they tell Eddie, "You got to get this symbiote off of you." See, here's the thing that kind of bugs me about the comedy aspect and the odd couple because they're they make it like, oh, it's it's an odd couple, so you know you have to you have to like them, and Venom is charming, and but it's like, but in reality, Venom is killing Eddie Brock. And they never they they brought it up briefly in the first movie, and I I complained about it because then they'll never touch on it again. But then it's like, well, maybe they'll bring it up in part two. No, they don't ever bring it up, and it's like that's a big part of the Venom character. It's a symbiote. It's a parasite. And they make it like, oh well, it, it, because they're such a good match, it doesn't really matter. But it's like, but it does matter. Like I don't. I'm not super up to date on the comics, but I do know there's a comic where Venom leaves Eddie Brock because he's like I've I've sucked all the life out of you. You're worthless now. I'm going to go attach myself to Spider-Man, which is what he does. And then Eddie's without the Venom, Eddie's just a weak, feeble, you know, nothing guy because he's you know, it's like I know that people are like, "Oh, but but they're 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 so fun together." I don't want to think about Venom actually killing Eddie Brock, and I guarantee you that's what the movie producers and director and all that is saying. Like, "Oh, but Venom is the hero. We don't want him to think of it." But it's like, but that's why when you went the comedy route, you took away a big part of Venom's character that he's bad to have on. <laughs> Like, it's not good to wear the symbiote suit. Yeah, he gives you cool powers. Yeah, he makes you super strong and fast. But he also turns you into, like, a, a, a horrible, horrible person. But they don't ever touch on that. They don't ever touch on that. And it's it's kind of annoying because it's like you're taking away a big part of the character. So, yeah, that was uh, upsetting to me. I was mad about that. Anyway, yeah, it's a 5 out of 10 for me. Next week uh, is uh, The Eternals. It's on Disney+. Plus. going to work on a guest. I don't think it will happen. However, it was, uh, the guest was the co-worker who ironically was supposed to do Venom 1 and then uh, schedule got in the way. This one, I don't know if the schedule will work out. We'll see. But funny enough, uh, actually not funny at all, but I did ask him... I was like... If you can't do the podcast... I understand... But I gotta know... I gotta know... You were the only person I knew... That was excited about Eternals... Can you please tell me why? And he told me why... And I will tell you the answer next... I gotta say it makes sense... I get it now... I get why he was excited about Eternals... Because I... I remember I told another friend... I'm like... Yeah, I have a coworker who's who's like really excited about Eternals... And he's like... Why... I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but he explained it, and his reasoning makes sense. I get why he was excited, so I'll tell you next week. But yeah, that does it for me. I'm going uh, to bed, because it's late. I'm going to get out of here on a quote. This is from Carnage. <clears throat> this is, by the way, after Francis does her scream. <clears> hmm <throat> She does that again, I will eat her face.
1: Let's get this circus on down the road. We're taking bets best of our tank, and gas will go. Cut up your best friend, then come to more. About to do some shit that you ain't seen before. There ain't no back door, there ain't no side Location changes almost every other night Last time we found it, can't remember much I thought I was a god until my lawyer woke me up and-